I don't have any specific topics today, but I did want to ask to start off this pod. This week, uh, well, I do have a specific topic. We'll get to that in a second. But first, I want to, any challenges this week for you? Challenges? Yeah. I mean, without getting too personal, obviously, just general challenges. That's, I mean, I had back to back hockey games or or like things that exhausted or any uh, things like, oh, shit, any anything that blew your mind that you read could be anything about anything. Could be anything about anything. Interesting. Yeah, just kind of like, oh, shit, you know, I never thought about that or, oh, damn. No, I really haven't. Did nothing, nothing yet this week. I don't have therapy yet. I haven't had therapy yet. So maybe once I have therapy, I'll have more breakthroughs. But no, no. No? No, I can't think of anything like mind-blowing. Well, mine's not mind-blowing, but I was watching an interview with J. Cole. And, uh, and it's super random. But something that stood out, uh, they were talking about just how he came up and why he was so resilient or did things a, a certain reason. But was, I don't know what the, I don't remember what the exact question was, but it was along the lines of like, what would you tell your younger self or how would you raise your kids? Like what would be the one ad, advice that you would give them? And he said yeah. like a really good answer that I haven't really heard a lot of people or I haven't really heard anyone say that was pretty deep. And I'd be like, yeah, actually I, I agree. It's like, I would tell him, um, like what I learned at 30, as far as uh, it really is all just about the work and being consistent with your work and like true to your work, like purpose driven so that okay. you, you don't waste time. Like he, he would just be saying, he basically said like, I would give advice to now, hopefully he would understand so that he doesn't have to go through everything that I went through to finally be like, ah, okay, at 30, I finally figured this out. It's like, hmm. like those moments, kind of, you know, kind of funny to like cut it in half and be like, hopefully he maybe right. at 15 gets it so that he doesn't have to wait till 30. Cause I right. feel like I've had a lot of those moments in the past year and a half where it's like, ah, shit. That's kind of what we were talking about last time. Yeah. And he'd be a real frustrated parent. Cause he'd be like, I'm trying to help you 15 year old child. And the 15 year old be like, nah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. It's different now. I'm going to do it different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that's, that's, the, that's the generational progress, I think, that takes well, a whole generation. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I don't know if... Small yeah, you're right. increments. Small increments is, is all you can do. Hmm. Yeah. But it was interesting because he said something about... Yeah, yeah, just... Ooh, that is interesting. Because that's the biggest thing that I think I've learned in the past year is to stop focusing on the goals. Everyone says, set your goals, set your goals, set your goal. Like, what's your New Year's resolution? Right. Where, and, and a lot of athletes and like, because that's, athletes is, is commonly used as an example because that's the easiest way to see results from uh, putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Right. And they just focus, they love the everyday grind. They, they fo- like they fall in love with the process instead of, and w- yeah. one thing I learned is, yeah, don't worry about it. the goal is what it's going to be. Like you have no control. Like Steph Curry could make 63s in practice and mm-hmm. he's not going to make all the threes in the game. Like he's not worried really about the game. If he makes right. them, he makes them. If he doesn't, he doesn't. He's worried about 
putting in the practice and the practice and the work every single day. Okay. Interesting. That, that's probably what I would have told myself 15 years ago. It's like, Hey, stop worrying about what you think you're going to become. Find something that you like, fall in love with the process and just do that every single, and then whatever happens, happens after that. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. It's a, it is a, it is a good approach. And I think I would wonder now how, Like you, how, how, how it's, I think it's funny, the content, like the, the framing that we're using to talk about it, where it's mm-hmm. like an adult talking to a, to their younger child, but it almost seems like if I remember my own experiences correctly and just my own anecdotes, like mm-hmm. that exists naturally for people that are young. And like, to, like music's like a good example. Like when I think back to like starting in music, mm-hmm. like there was no goal. I mean, there was like a lofty goal, like you know, we're going to make it big. Like that was out there, right? Like that was like, psh. but the oh, composition, on, the writing, they like, hit on delusion. The what? They hit, they hit on delusion. Oh, they talk about like that. Delu- yeah, you're right. It's like a delusion of like this, this, this idea, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like we weren't sitting there being like, how do we get there? It was like, sure. But when we would practice, when we would make music, when we mm-hmm. would write songs, it was just the process. It was an experience that was great. Mm-hmm. And then it like creates, I think, something amazing. And then you start to understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You start to feel more confident in your ability. And you try to be a little more intentional with what you're mm-hmm. doing, which kills the process. And now you start to become goal oriented, like you're saying. So like that first album was like pure emotion, just us just doing it. I didn't even really know how to play my instrument at that time. Yeah. Second album is like, oh, okay. Now we want to have a sound. Now Mm. we want to have this specific idea of what we want to be. And that shit starts to fall apart. And, you know, a lot of sophomore albums tend to fucking bomb. But yeah, it's kind of like you start off in that space. You develop process and routine, and then you kind of realize, shit, this has completely destroyed me, and you go back. Mm. Hmm. But I wonder if that helped you in your career. You know, you, have, you had a not natural progression to a career, and it's like, Oh, I mean, that you, fucked me up. No, but like, but, you felt like you have to enjoy learning, I guess, to a certain degree. You know? To a certain... I mean, I do enjoy learning, but... Speaking of career, like that mindset fucked me up. And I didn't, mm. I would say I've only really been in control of my like work space for yeah. the last five years. And, and that still confuses me. I'm still not comfortable fully in it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I spent a lot of years doing something that. And I, I didn't think people like expected me to do. I just I felt like I needed to do it. Mm. Um, but now in hindsight, I'm like, no, I actually didn't need to do all that. I could have just done what I actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but to even yeah. get to what you were doing, though, you had to put in a certain amount of work to get there. Yes and no. That, yes and no. It kind of depends on what I was doing. Yeah, it could be a little bit of what they, in, imposter syndrome, maybe. Uh, imposter syndrome comes and goes. Yeah, that's something yeah. that is is very prevalent. I mean, I did because from the outside point of view, of like it seems like your career re- would require a lot of schooling. You know, 
Uh, it requires a lot of learning. But that, and well, I think there's a big difference learn, yeah. between the two. Well, that's why I um, mentioned learning. Like, I think you enjoy learning. Yes. As just in general, like, because right. you've, yeah. you've always read books. Like, you've always. Yeah, I, I enjoy learning. And, and I would even say, I don't even. Because, like, I've just started reading because I just started. No, oh, okay, let's back up. <laughs> <laughs> I just started reading books. <laughs> Oh, okay. You just started reading. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I'm finally in the book world, but that's because I didn't have a process or I didn't, I never learned or never made, maybe even made an effort to be honest. Yeah. But for you, maybe no, it comes so easy, but cause it you doesn't, it doesn't. But that's, that's what I was just going to counter with. Yeah. I don't read books. I don't read books. I can't read books. I used to read a lot of books when I was young, Okay. but I haven't learned how to learn. So it's been incredibly frustrating for me to learn things. I know I know that there's an easier way to do it, and I just haven't well, that, figured that out. I think you do know how to learn, but that's the key right there. There's an easier way. You're always looking for efficiency over. No, I'm telling you, I don't know how to learn. I'm just lucky. Retain, or do you retain information <laughs> yes. really well? Okay. Yes, I'm just lucky that my brain got it, got it, got it. is sticky. So like... That's if that's you, a if skill. You were to, yeah. If you were to, it's not a skill. It's inherent sometimes because I didn't develop it. Like I can't take credit for this. Like, oh yeah, maybe if you no, were, not if a you skill, were just yeah. to like, comes... if you were to look up, like just look at my like, mm -hmm. like me as a student. If you were just looked at, like at me as a student, you'd yeah. be like, oh dude, this dude's gonna fucking fail. Yeah, and for sure, I probably should have, but I don't know why. Like I would. Like and then I'd show up to the test and I'd be like, oh yeah, I remember hearing that. Do, 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 do. And then I'd be like, yeah. okay, here we go. And then I'd pass, and the teacher would be like, what the fuck? Mm. Like you literally didn't pay attention half the class. And I was like, I didn't, but I did. <laughs> like yeah. it's not that I didn't. It's, and I, I and didn't know that then. But like, yeah. like, well, it has a lot to do with like being ADHD. Like mm -hmm. I didn't understand that what I was doing back then was my way of learning. So I needed to be distracted so that I could focus on what they were saying, which makes no sense. But it works for me. <laughs> if I were to focus on what they were saying, I would fall asleep because I'd Starting be like to make so sense to me bored. More. Yeah. Or like I'm looking at the teacher, I'm looking at the board and they're explaining and I'm trying real hard because I'm like, dude, I'm going to learn. Yeah. And then my brain starts to wander and I'm like, oh, yeah, what about that stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then like, so I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm lost. <laughs> like, What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, God. So that's interesting. Yeah, and so yeah, I would benefit from learning, and I mean, I've only known this for like a few years. Um, I I have realized for a while that I I wasn't I didn't develop any good learning habits or any good. Uh, oh yeah, we like through school. No one taught, I mean, us, no one taught us anything, so I barely got by through school. That's why I struggled in college a lot because in college you had to really first of all right. read. It's all about reading again. Right. And, I mean, that's why I didn't succeed in college yeah. because I because it's just, just read. The teacher will talk about the reading and you have to try to retain a right. mixture of that information. It's just, that's not exactly. how I learn. I'm not, I can't read this whole chapter exactly. in a day. Like what the fuck? Like it's, it's the, yeah, it's a very like self driven process. And so for me, it was like, you know, getting through public school on cruise control being like, yeah, this is, this is a cakewalk. And I show up to college and it was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> like a higher I show level up. public school, by the way, not a regular. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a magnet school but still like i show up like i still have this memory in my head of the first time i went into it was my chemistry class i'm pretty sure it was my chemistry class maybe uh -huh. it was bio no it was chemistry i showed up um 
I didn't understand the professor. Mm. Like I didn't get like I like literally couldn't understand. They they were just you know they had an accent. There was an auditorium. I couldn't yeah. hear them. I couldn't understand them. I was overwhelmed. I didn't know that then. I didn't know that that's what I was feeling. But it, to me, at the time, it felt just like what's going on. And I spent half the semester thinking they're saying ten pressure. And the whole time I'm thinking like I don't I don't I don't I've never heard of this ten pressure like yeah. what is ten pressure as it relates to like this subject mm-hmm. half the semester before I realized they were saying temperature <laughs> and I was just mind blown yeah. when I saw the person next to me write down temperature mm-hmm. conversion as they're taking notes and I was like oh shit mm-hmm. by then I was totally lost and then there was a fucking surprise quiz that day i didn't know i had to bring my own scantron (laughs) i basically i got up and i was like i'm out i'm dropping out like this isn't my life like i needed college was all random you always had to have scantrons you had to have i didn't know that no one told me that i didn't i had to i had to have the books i had to do the reading the pre like and and i'm starting to sound like a real like ungrateful person here but like no, when I you've just, just never prepared. been taught that, <laughs> yeah. you just don't know. Yeah. yeah, I go in, I have no idea. I just flunk out because I'm like, nah, this isn't going to, I'm not going to do good here. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I spent a lot of years blaming the institution and not realizing mm-hmm. it was me. And I mean, it's like a little bit of 50-50, but I could probably go back to school now and succeed. Oh, but then I feel I'm that like, 100%. I, yeah. I, I feel like I know the system now. <laughs> yes. And it's like... <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna be a lawyer, baby. <laughs> but I don't. No, that's too much time. I'm like, nah. That's exactly it. Then I'm like, for what? Like, yeah. I, I would, if I were to do it, I'd, it is. I would do it for the academia. Like, I would just go and be yeah. like, I'm just gonna. This is gonna be my. But job. a lot of I'm people go. like. You, I mean, a lot of colleges, you can just go in the class. And right. Learn. Well, yeah, you can just do auditing. But that's yeah. where I'm like, I kind of already do that. Not. Mm-hmm like going to the college but yeah. like online and we have access to so many resources now which is amazing yeah so i'm just like if i feel like learning about something let's let's load up the freaking free class that like harvard's probably streaming and we just <laughs> sit through it and i'm like cool like that was boring yeah <laughs> <laughs> no one thing that they mentioned at the end which i also thought was fascinating because i was able to finally i hear someone and relate to it because for a long time i i i've also been saying that i i uh like i feel like i i'm pretty good at just staying zen i guess like okay. and and they asked him like like who's they asked jay cole like who is the, your people that you go to like because he's also he's also like very grounded and and okay. and like who do you? Which I asked you in the, I think in the podcast before. Like who who do you go to for advice and stuff when you're the one giving advice a lot of the time? Oh. And he said, I mean, I have my people that I go to for like if there was ever any situations that I need to. He's like, but honestly, like I don't like I go to myself. And I really, just to hear someone say that, I feel like I connected because I, I I go to a lot of people too. But at the end of the day, like I only trust really myself because i'm the only one that knows everything the whole story and and i've been able to make really good decisions because i think i've just been able to recognize a lot of things and process Mm -hmm. those things and i don't Mm -hmm. know if that's just an ability that or that that something i just born with like i can just makes makes sense see what's going on process it 
the correct right. way and then move on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's it's like you're, you're able to kind of check in with yourself and, and help yourself guide you. There is... Like I have seasonal depression, but I I don't understand. Like I'm still trying to understand people who who have just depression in general. Like when you say when you say understand, are you saying you want to like where? What does that mean? Like you want to like no, I want to comprehend it. Yeah, like why? Like why? You know, because obviously I don't like I I don't have that. Is it like a chemical thing? Is it yes? Is it chemical imbalance? It's a combination of that and trauma and a whole bunch of shit dude because for me the, where i go go to in my head right away it's like i've always been able to control and this is to that point like i've always been able to just control myself like mm-hmm. so when i hear people that are constantly depressed i'm like mm-hmm. is it lack of like like do you not mm-hmm. have control of yourself like I, that i, no, it's, I just it's don't the, fathom that it's like it's right like either you're the, you're running away from something you don't want to put in the work that's where my head goes you know Right, right. Because you have a pragmatic mindset where you're mm-hmm. thinking, you're basically you're assuming, and I'm not saying you're deliberately assuming, but yeah. maybe unconsciously you're assuming that there's a basis, a standard basis, like a mold that everybody comes from. And, and that's not really the case. And I think the best mm-hmm. way to illustrate that is with spoon theory. So have you heard of spoon theory? Never heard of it. So the idea, the spoon theory is the idea that energy <clears throat> is an abstract concept. So mm-hmm. we use a more tangible example, a spoon. Yeah. And so every day, every one of us wakes up with a certain number of spoons in our hand. Okay. And, and everything we do requires a spoon. Mm. So if you, you, you wake up and you get out of bed, like just getting out of bed, like literally snoozing, yeah. getting up, that takes a number of spoons. It could take one or two spoons for you. It could take... 50 spoons for me like that doesn't really matter mm-hmm. what matters is how many spoons we have so mm-hmm. you might be able to hold a thousand spoons in your hand and so you get out of bed and you're like one spoon you make yourself coffee two spoons you go work out three spoons you just hand them out dude you go through your day you come home and you're like mm, i got like 500 spoons left this is good yeah put them in the back for tomorrow now i might wake up and i have 100 spoons yeah and i'm like okay i'm gonna get out of bed 20 spoons. Okay, I'm gonna make myself coffee. One spoon because I love coffee. Yeah, I start working and I'm like, okay, it's a good day. First meeting of the day. Oh, no, there goes 50 spoons. Mm -hmm. It's 1pm and I'm down to like 20. (laughs) So by two, I have another meeting. Boom, there go all my spoons for the day. Now I'm tapped out. That means I am no longer able to function. Everybody else would see that and be like, well, what do you mean? You know, just keep going, just keep doing it. But it's a real, like, it's an inability to do it. Hmm. And it's an exponential problem because the people, most people with depression don't live in this fantasy world. They are very aware of their depression. Like, hmm. we become so aware of it that, that it actually starts to impact our ability to do things because it's like... God, I wish I wasn't so depressed because it yeah. would be so much easier. Or I'm such a burden for people. And there's this like constant battle well, I, inside. I, yeah, I definitely feel that even now, even if I'm not right. depressed for my previous situation that I went through, it's like I'm yeah. still going through it. But I feel like if I talk about it, it's like, dude, it's, it's been a long time. Like, I feel like it's a burden, oh, you know? Right. And that's where like it doesn't. Yeah. With someone with clinical depression, that doesn't go away. Yeah. And, and if you want to understand why, I mean, I think it's. 
it's just you could just like simplify it and say we're all wired differently mm. and, and yeah, things I mean, just spoon, impact people differently that, that was really good the spoon theory was really good because but i only have that in phases like in, in sometimes it's a couple of days right sometimes yeah so a couple of weeks but you're saying that person consistently is having low spoon day i guess right and, yeah. and it's i mean that even even to say a low spoon day is kind of like trivializing it because it's not that they have low spoons it's just that they have a different number of spoons and oh, okay it, it, a different it, number and then based off the energy they think it's gonna cost to do certain tasks right and it's like and there's no way to get more spoons that's that's just yeah, kind of like got it, got it, got it. that's the card you're dealt at birth you got a thousand spoons a day i got a hundred mm. and and life can be up and down and so that's where it like the idea that like people with clinical depression just gotta you know get over it like that's really yeah detrimental to them because and honestly all mental health like there is no we all have a tendency to think well you know if it's broken fix it yeah but there are some things that are not fixable yeah. um and and, and, and it's just manageable right and mm-hmm. it's not even to say it's broken it's just different that's just like, the way it it's, is. it's yeah different like you can't tell me i'm broken because i'm taller than someone or the person that's shorter than me like you're not going to be like you're broken like it's just different and we do things to help accommodate both people Mm -hmm. um and mental health is the same we should have ways and we're making some good progress it's easier to talk about it now yeah that's really good actually i learned on that switching topics to something that i've been hearing in the news a lot i kind of wanted to get your not politics, oh. right? Not politics. <laughs> That's for another lay into, way later. Politics. I'll get no, into it. Um, so work stuff. So I have a lot of work questions, work related questions. Okay. There's uh, a lot of layoffs been happening, right? In tech mm-hmm. companies and oh, all companies. Yeah. Uh, sure, I've been hearing sure. a lot of hiring practices based off ethnic backgrounds over. Um, well, well, we're mixing things now. I don't know. We're, we're all over the place yeah. over, uh, you know, like credentials and then uh work-life balance i want to start off really quick <laughs> layoffs i think are layoffs, we heading yeah. into this weird like i i feel like a lot of people are getting laid off and this economy yes. is feel like it's tanking do you think we're about to go into a recession like with the know. banks and all that stuff have you been keeping up with any of that not really i haven't i don't I haven't really paid too much attention to it um do I, I mean, I don't feel qualified to say if we're going into a recession or not. Because, because it scares me that the most like profitable, profitable companies, Google, all of them, like, are just oh, Amazon. Interesting. Just, interesting. Just I was, released another, or, you know, said that they're yeah, about yeah. to fire another 10,000. It's like, right, right. That's not right. a small number. Right. And I'm glad you meant, yeah, I'm glad you used that word profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't speak to the recession. I'm not yeah. skilled enough to that degree, but I can speak to tech and tech hiring and tech bubbles. And so I like to tell stories. I remember when Facebook went public. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember where, where we were. I was with some friends. We were eating dinner. And I was, I was big in my financial planning phase. Like That's when I thought that's what I really wanted to do with my life. Yeah, And, and I was like, like this is before like Wall Street bets was even Wall Street bets. Like I was that obnoxious person in my friend group. Well, yeah, uh, you, you know, were on Bitcoin before it was Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, right. And so it's like, 
I remember thinking, this doesn't make sense. Facebook is going public. People yeah. are losing their mind. And I'm like, I'm looking at their filing and I'm like, they make no money. And they still they literally make no money. I was like, what are you? What? I was like, what are people like doing? And they're like, ah, everybody's loving it. And I'm like, this, they make no money. For reference, it was in 2012, guys. 2012. Oh, yeah. I just 2012, it, it was before that. When they, when they IPO'd. Friday, May 18th, 2012. That was 2012. Wow, it feels even longer. No, that than makes that. sense. 20. I was. Yeah, that's around the yeah the Bitcoin all that stuff. Yeah, no, I mean like Facebook is just not a company that I would invest money in back then, thinking like they make no money. Yeah, and and that I think is my point there is that it it, it starts a bubble, and I'm gonna call it a bubble. I don't know if people want to agree with that. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. To me, it's a bubble. It's a it's it's this idea that. We, the consumers of the product, are the product, really. And we are what gets sold, our information, our data, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, over time, there's only so much you can do with that, given our technical capabilities. And we've sort of reached that point. <laughs> We're like, what else can we like exploit? Whom else could we sell all of our data to? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, all of us kind of have a routine we follow on the internet. And I yeah. think everybody knows that routine by now. So like, there's, you know, oh, Google going gotcha. like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell this person's routine to xyz they're like yeah i already know i bought it from facebook oh yeah shit so and i'm and, and, and like it, it just to me mm. and this isn't just me being insensitive like I, I the layoffs fucking suck yeah but it's it's one of those things where it's like it makes sense because the companies are so bloated and so like this it's hard to imagine the scale of facebook because when you think of Facebook, like the product or Google or yeah, all of them. yeah, I mean, Google is a little more understandable because they have a variety of products, but like looking just at Facebook, like, oh, their product was literally just ads. Yeah, exactly. It's just ads and people. And then like, I, I remember driving by their campus when I lived down mm-hmm. there and the size of it, I was like, I've actually like my friend worked there. So I've been on the campus and like the size of it, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, why does it take this many people to make a website? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I didn't get they had a fucking barbershop on campus. Yeah. You know, this is why work life balance, <laughs> I'll get to that, but keep going. Like, it just none of that made sense. And like I I, I worked in the more like it was called a medium sized company. Yeah, yeah. Pretty small, I guess, by comparison, but like, yeah, like those it didn't make sense. And mm-hmm. and those large numbers are only large by comparison. But when you look at the percentage of the staff, they're technically pretty low. But it's I just a way to at, keep profits at a certain level. Well, yes and no, because you look at the people that tend to get fired in these layoffs or mm-hmm. that are tending to get fired. Like, I, I do keep an eye on it because this is my space and like, yeah. not my space, but my industry. And it is alarming to me to see that every time I check in on the layoffs, they're all from the same sectors. And it's mm-hmm. what basically the top. So recruiting, marketing, sales. That's usually the easiest, less impactful group of people to cut. And I know it sucks. But the reason is because if you don't need to really make a lot of hires, you don't need a lot of recruiters. I actually know uh, a lot of recruiters. That's like a really... Right. And that, this is kind of like an aside. Yeah. The concept of barrier of entry comes into play. Right. So like mm, for recruiters, you mean for sort of a couple positions like sales is, a, I would consider a very low barrier of entry. Yeah, like 
I mean, you need a certain skill, but it's not. Right. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you love to hustle. You love the sale. You love the mechanics of it. Like, there's skills, right? But yeah. they're, like, accessible. And, and by that, I just Most mean, of like, it is natural. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like a lot of people just have it naturally. And so, like, we're, we're cutting sales. I don't even think salespeople worry about that because that is such a routine thing for companies to do that yeah. they're like, they know they just it. move on to the next sales. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I knew it. I'm already got my next hustle lined up. Marketing, same. They're like, yeah, I marketed this. Moving on. I, I got to market something new. Yeah. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of impact in the product space, the people that are producing these products that the companies sell. Well, um, I, I know Well, Facebook is trying to figure out what's going to make them profitable in the long, tr- long run, and they're really right. investing into the, the metaverse. And then yeah, they're Google in also with, with the advent, advent of uh, ChatGPT. And they just released their beta, which was not going good at all from what I read on Twitter. <laughs> Believe it. It's like they got so distracted, I guess, with so many different projects going on that they have to figure out, okay, what's the core? Like you said, advertising is also their core. So maybe we hit this advertising plateau where, like you said, it's like we already know what everyone wants. We're giving everyone pretty much the same ads. If you're on YouTube, right. you're going to get the same ads, Manscaped. You know, all the same ads, like from sponsorship. All, uh, I mean, I'll take it, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's the same fucking four companies: uh, Liquid Death, right. Manscaped. You know, like right, uh, all of them, and it's just like you're you're getting hit by all. Like we're saturated, we're yeah. done. Like we're all advertised to death. Um, but I wish I could stop using Google, man. I wish I could, but but the work life balance. Why I also brought that in because it ties into this because I feel like because of Elon, a lot of companies. And like you said, tightening, tightening and, and making people now actually, like you said, why do you need this big ass campus? You make a mm-hmm. website. Like, I think he started something maybe in some of these CEOs like Salesforce had a couple of emails leaked about wanting to look at more metric based performance based. Is that a good thing for the industry? Like you work in it, like where it's, where it's like a lot of what you hear about the tech, it's like, oh, you get all these perks, you know, you have free food all this and it's like is it you think it's going to come more into like okay now you guys just have to work like like normal people <laughs> like normal people no like like a, like a normal like a traditional what you would call like that's what i'm saying where where is the balance because i feel like it's starting to tip over away mm-hmm. from the ping pong tables and all this stuff like you know right more yeah. into okay let's let's focus in on what we need to do and Maybe it's going to overcorrect. I think it's going to go super hardcore like Twitter. Like they're down to like minimal staff because he wants, because in a way I agree that that creates a pressure to create something, right? Like you need a certain pressure to create something. Yeah. So there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, so first of all, fuck Elon. Yeah. Um, gotta you? I love give Elon. my disclaimer. <laughs> fuck Elon. He's a toxic, toxic, toxic individual. I don't like what he's doing um, on, on his personal Twitter lately, but that's another whole other. No, he's, yeah. he's a fucking jackass. He's anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, but that's what industry. I meant by work-life balance. It's more like work balance, actually. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of. An interesting thing, um, metrics based things like that. My second disclaimer, mm-hmm. not disclaimer, but something I really love to say is if you're a parent and you have kids, just mm-hmm. make sure you love them. Make sure that they know how important they are to you. Um, yeah. That way they don't decide to become middle managers. 
because middle managers oh my god i hate elon i hate middle management like right but, there next to each other hey you and elon both hate middle managers that's the thing yeah for different reasons probably um but still hate them yeah so i don't think i don't think we're gonna i think there will be a correction and i don't think it's so much as a correction i don't think it's as much a correction as a maturity so like this current tech scene and we mm-hmm. call it that isn't the first tech scene it's like the third tech yeah, scene. Yeah. it's almost like the third wave at this point and 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 every time it kind of oscillates and there's been extremes like you know we go back to like the steves you know was and jobs like yeah they started in that formal world and they were the outcasts but they were still formal but they were just kind of doing a little bit different Mm-hmm. And then we get into the 80s, 90s, and then again, just a little bit different. And then the 2000s bubble, still the same, but a little bit different. Each time we sort of stray from the middle. Mm-hmm. So today, um, you know, when I start in the industry, like the concept of a ping pong table, a keg, you know, that sort of stuff, the office is awesome, right? Because I mean, who doesn't want that shit when you're in your early Yeah, like I read that like, Google has like some insane stuff. Like, yeah, like. All that stuff's great. You're like, fuck, yeah, that's amazing, blah, blah, blah. But all that kind of goes away as soon as you start to get older, mature, and start to really think, like, you know what I really want? I want 401k matching. I don't care if you got five kegs on tap in the office. I don't care if we're all drinking at work. I want 401k matching. And so, like, that's kind of what's happened. Like, people have matured a bit. The core of the, like, industry has matured. Um, And now we're not... We don't, we don't care about that. Now, that's not to say there isn't like a good way to balance it, but it shouldn't be in lieu of like actual meaningful benefits, mm-hmm. healthcare, mm-hmm. good finance stuff, yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, the metrics and stuff, all that, I think that's something that will forever exist and will never get solved mm. because the the core at least in my experience is every time there's been an effort to like create meaningful Mm -hmm. metrics they've all failed because there's no singular way to manage things every product every feature of a product is is different and has different i guess they're called kpis but like they they just you can't just use this blanket achievement and like now what I see a lot is I think something that started at Google, uh, OKRs is what they're known as. And I think they're like objective key results. I don't remember the acronym. Mm-hmm. It's a way to abstract away those metrics. And instead of focusing so specific on things, you have this concept that's measurable. It can't be like an abstract. Mm-hmm. You have to be very objective about how you determine it. You can't just be like, we're going to achieve random. Like, mm. you know, we're going to implement this feature or something or like and it has to be objective and measurable i think that's a good balance um i don't know what elon wants to do well elon aside i feel like all these tech companies are pivoting because we just mentioned the ad business is no longer what it was so now you really have to focus on what's the what's the next profitable thing for you what you know well you have to, i mean you have to focus your resources on that now and that will put natural pressure on employees to deliver maybe on timeframes that they haven't delivered ever since they've worked there or for the ones that have been there for a long time maybe in the past they've had to come up against strict guidelines i just feel like there's going to be more pressure to do more things which is overall good for everyone but those people 
Yeah, and that's where I disagree okay. <laughs> because nobody wants like why would people want to work harder? No, nobody wants no to sense. work harder, but in order to achieve, I think certain level of things at the time at the at the time frame that these people want them like Elon and I think even Google and they they I think these people are they got their heads so far up their ass they're forgetting why they were relevant to begin with well it's a it's a wall street thing it's it always goes back to money like uh, i would say that if we're talking about tech companies like facebook and google yeah because at the end of the day they're all you have to satisfy the shareholders legally sure yeah from the company perspective but if we look at the workforce like if we think of like the labor market yeah. and the individuals that work there I would then I would probably argue that a majority of the people interested in those companies mm -hmm. were interested in it because of the clout, yeah. because it would give them something to brag about. And I don't, I mean, maybe not brag, so not not like so. I'm going to brag about it, but like to feel proud about it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I work at Google. Oh, I work at Facebook. Oh, I work at Amazon. Yeah. And and the thing about that is that 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 was true in the early days, right? When it was one out of 10 people worked at Google. Yeah. One out of 10 people worked at my, like Facebook. You know, it's kind of like an Ivy League school. Yeah. Suddenly that shifts because, well, not everybody, not necessarily everybody, a company can't forever need mm -hmm. innovative like individuals. Like it gets to a point where now they just need workers. They need people to maintain the things that have been innovated. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, you know, kind of starts to get in and now we get the bell curve and most people start to get in and suddenly six out of 10 people work at Google, Facebook, or Fang as it's called, Facebook, Apple, well, Netflix, it's, Google. I, I think we hit a tech plateau right now. Well, we've hit a in terms saturation of, in the market. We've yeah. hit a saturation in the market. In terms of workers, like Apple, yes. their prof most profitable thing is iPhones. They just mm -hmm. keep making it a faster chip, making it like... Right, it's very hardware-based. Yeah, it's very, software I'm not is it's minimal. Easy. I mean, they're doing some incredible stuff with the M, M chips or whatever, like in terms of yeah, yeah. Before, like, hardware. Um, yeah, hardware, yeah. But it, it, it's not like ramping up to, like before it was iPods and then it became iPad, uh, iPhones mm -hmm. and iPads and all that. Like to ramp up to that, you need a lot of people. But now it's like, I think the whole tech industry in general is waiting on what's, what's the next thing and we have all these people working, like you said. Why do we need all these people to just maintain? Well, an, that an is because it's it's complicated. <laughs> because yeah. it is it is complicated. I don't think the tech no, but there's a lot of blow. Is saturated. what I'm saying. I think that's why all these cuts are happening because it's like now they're just focusing on the key. Yes, you still have to blow. have research and development. Um, if to you're, continue, yeah, if, you're but, a, if, if you're a sound company, yes. Yeah, but like I think. Google is going to, and I think, announce more. I think they're really trying to, because they went all over. Like, Google is everything. Like, how many apps have failed and they just keep trying things and keep trying things and keep trying things? I mean, yeah, but Google's notorious for that. Like, yeah. that's the frustrating thing. But that's because they, they're they, an ad business. They, create, they don't have a yeah. single, like, they don't have iPhones to make. I mean, they have right. like, Google. Like they they yeah. start things and they kill them. But even then, Google's been super successful in a lot of the technology. Like, a lot of the technology I use yeah. was developed Google. at Google. Yeah. Um, and, in, and they open source it, which is so cool. Like they yeah. put it out to the community and it becomes a useful tool. Like these people aren't getting fired. These spaces aren't getting fired. So it's like, and also like we're focusing on a really like slim sector of the tech, like the tech industry 
is large. Well, Amazon Web Services is a, is is a in, bigger thing too. Well, right. AWS is completely independent. Yeah. Like that's just the internet now. But I mean, like in general, like but to say that Facebook and Google are like deflating and like on the spin down is is shocking perhaps to the outside world but for the people in the industry it's like yeah like we know (laughs) that's why like since 2015 when like google facebook recruiters would reach out i was like no i'm not interested like this like i don't want to work at a behemoth company where i know literally that like i mean have you seen the show silicon valley Mm -hmm. that's what they make fun of with the people that sit on the roof to rest and vest like that is not an exaggeration (laughs) like that's how large these companies are there are people that have potentially just been sitting there doing nothing well yeah that's that's my they get used to that lifestyle so that i think i think there's a lot of those people in a lot of those in that industry specifically yeah i mean there's i wouldn't say a lot but there's there is probably a larger not not to that degree but there is a yeah there is a lot that's like like i i yeah i think what elon's doing is to the other extreme but they're has to be somewhere in the middle like right and i think like forcing people to you know work at night and like overnight you can't like, no you can't yeah. do that no and i mean that's that's ultimately what will yeah that's why like you I, can't force people yeah. to work but like that's just stupid. But that's the way he's always been doing it and that's that's why tesla has been able to succeed the way it has in spacex the way it has because he set tight di- deadlines and and people are passionate about it and that's ultimately you can't force people to do it but if they're passionate about it if you find someone who is like you're gonna find people who are like that right. and want that right that's that's but absolutely generally, true. like you 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 won't yeah and i think spacex is a good example of that um i think the work at spacex is because people more find meaningful. meaningful yeah exactly yeah and and the people that i know that are in that vicinity fucking hate him people i know yeah. that work at tesla fucking hate him yeah a lot of people hate steve jobs that's what i'm saying like there's a yes. certain way to do it and and he's doing it that way and i think he recognizes that he's doing it that way or maybe he doesn't but well i think he it, feels if he does recognize it or if he doesn't the sentiment i'm getting here is that it's appropriate and it's working and and that's where i'm countering saying it is not working and it is not appropriate um because tesla is not actually objectively like a successful company like they are having so much trouble now they are losing market share rapidly every other automobile company is catching up and passing them quickly so it's it's the whole well tesla is is they're they're banking on the self-driving which they are not going to deliver all the passionate people that love working on that are not doing a good job <laughs> like fsd or whatever is yeah. like it's a joke like it no, is i mean mock. i've seen some incredible youtube videos on it on these updates no i'm keep sure, like out. that's in, it's impressive but in in practice in reality it's a joke like in the lab everything's beautiful in the lab not in the lab and, like like youtubers like, like get, actual get, real time, yeah, yeah. They real get, traffic. They get the updates. Only certain people get the beta updates. Like you have to have a certain driver score. Okay. Uh, to get oh, new updates, you have to have a like certain that. driver score. Interesting. Well, for regulatory purposes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And because they want to make sure that you're you're holding the wheel, like 
stuff like that. Like they want people who actually know that this is a beta, like not just like, oh, I'm just going to fuck up, fuck off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And dude, it's doing some crazy, like, yeah, yeah. Like some scenarios in real life. And I'm like, awesome. that, cause I think about it all the time here in Dallas. I'm like, there's no way. If I, <laughs> like what shit that I have to do? I'm like, but then I'm like, oh wait, I'm well, only no, I mean, just that- me looking front. I don't have 360 view and like all that stuff, you know? Right, like I think it, we will get there, but that's what they're banking autonomous. on because they can't compete against quality and uh, other stuff like that. Supplies like from the Toyota, like once I think once Toyota and everyone actually want to take it seriously, they could. I mean, and, they are, and a lot slowly of them, are. basically all of them are yeah. taking it seriously. But and that's where I'm like, I don't know, like so that. But that's what he's banking it on. But I mean, the successful ones is SpaceX, but yeah, SpaceX is really good, and and like yeah. he didn't do that, like. It was the engineers and the scientists. Yeah. And that's, I think, that's, that's kind of where I have issues with them because he is clearly, mm-hmm. t- t- he is just clearly an imbecile. <laughs> and, 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 and I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I, I, he absolutely is. Like, he is literally the, like, he, he how do I explain it? He's just, mm. he has no, he seems to have no idea how, like out of touch he might be and it's not even in the comical way yeah. like there steve jobs is a good example and i wish you know steve would have lived longer no kind of but that's the thing I don't, know, I don't think you would have liked him if he was as active on social media as I, I never like steve jobs like I'm not like i'm not oh, claiming yeah. to like steve no, jobs but my whole point is you need people like that to push no, i i, I to don't push to i, I don't think you do I don't I think d- you do. There's, I think history, those people in history. Yes, that's all yes, you've shown. I haven't exactly. seen anything. in history. I, actually, exactly. you know what? I will say, Microsoft CEO. I think is the first one. Which one? The, the current the, one. Yeah, the current one. What's his name? Or Bill Gates? No, not not Bill Gates. No, or yeah, it's been years. Uh, What's his current one? I don't know. Uh, Fuck, I don't know his name. I know who you're talking about. I just fucking blanked on his name. But yeah, he's the only one. Where, uh, yeah, Satya Nadella. I'm just going to say his last name. Nadella. Because after, um, after Bill Gates, it was the guy who bought, who bought the, uh, the Clippers, mm-hmm. and he was a, a, he was a dummy. I mean, I mean, he was smart, but he just yeah. ran the company in a weird way. But it was a weird time. But this Nadella guy, like, really turned it around. Like, he made a lot of... Steve Ballmer was the one before him. Oh, Steve Ballmer. Yeah. yeah. And Microsoft is really good now, like, in terms of their products. It's... They, they just kind they of focus good. on what they're good. Like their Surface mm-hmm. laptops, dual computer, dual like that's mm-hmm. all that stuff is really good. What do you think the internal messaging at Microsoft is? Do you think is like no, but that's what I'm saying. That's the vision? first first one that I've seen in history. But even then, like how successful is it? It's it's pretty much I, I would say it's successful, but it's not game changing. What he did was they were going down, and he just corrected that and put them on a stable path. But he didn't, there's nothing extraordinary going on at Microsoft where it's like, oh shit, like the next big thing. And okay, I think so in then, order to, to create that, you need to create an environment of mm-hmm. like, you need a pressure, you need time. No, you don't. I, that's what I'm like. That's I disagree. I, but I haven't worked in that space or anything like that. But that's, that's where I agree. That's where I am at. That's, I think that's why we butt heads with Elon because. I, I appreciate you what think I would never work for Elon because I'm not that type of person. You're, 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 it sounds like you're arguing for that, that saying, um, mm-hmm. 
the beatings are going to continue until your morale <laughs> improves. Like that's what I'm hearing. And well, the morale is going to suck is what I'm saying. Right. And, and what I'm to trying to create a great te- product. Yeah. And, and what I'm trying to say is that yeah. it's not the nineties, the eighties, the seventies, the early two thousands yeah. anymore. We, we aren't the people, the most important part of any company mm-hmm. are the, the people. people. Yeah. And that is that is an absolute truth that I think a lot more people realize today than they did 10, 15 years ago. Now, on top of that, not only are people today cross generations coming to uh, understanding that we are also realizing that there is no such thing as corporate loyalty. The idea that a company is going to take care of you. We don't. I would push back on the today because I think we realized that five years ago and we went overboard into that what you're saying where it's like treat the employees like the best and i think i think they got over treated and no. it stopped and it stopped progression is what i'm saying like real progression now everyone's just doing slightly improvements on things that have already been invented it stopped inventions like that's that's well, the way i, I see oh, it oh well, that's interesting where it's like, i mean Okay. Where it's like we push that culture. That's what I was talking about. The ping pong tables and all that. Like they. Well, that's not even what I'm talking about. That's still back in the. That's toxic shit. No, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of, I think a lot of companies did have a lot of, uh, especially, I think COVID really, mm-hmm. with the work from home and everything, right? Pushed all that, and it's, then trying to get people to come back. It's been hard. Yeah, you're. I, I, Am I confusing work, two work. things? No, no, you got it. Like yeah. you're, you're associating two separate events in the industry. Yeah. So there's the, that ping pong tables, beer, that is actually what you're describing over here. That is the, everything got too cush. People got too comfortable. Yeah. That was that. Yeah, people yeah. were just handing money. Is that a good idea? No, it doesn't care. Kind of like yeah. in the early 2000s, everybody was getting funding. That was that. Today, due to like lots, you know, COVID, I think pushed a lot of people to like reevaluate their lives. Like today, now we're in the very early stages of what I call like a true revolution in the worker mindset. People aren't going to work somewhere. And I'm not saying like everybody, because I know there's people that don't have this choice, but people that are yeah. given the choice to work are, are choosing to work in spaces that are meaningful. They're choosing to work for companies mm. that align with their values. Okay. That's and, a good point. Cause what I just described is what had been going on. And I'm saying mm-hmm. that, that didn't create any breakthrough inventions. Well, and I think that contributed to, I mean, contributed it created to it. I mean, social media. So well, no, <laughs> created it, a no, no, no. Bunch it, of, but that was already almost already created. That was early. Yeah. Like it, it. But it didn't create anything. I mean, the biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, chat GPT is the, the biggest thing that's come out. I mean, that is pretty revolutionary, yeah. but also I mean, we're kind of at a point where we can't, we, I mean, there's not much else to like revolutionize that is within. Well, we like, didn't reach. know that you could revolutionize phones or phones. I mean, like we, we kind of did, we kind of did like mm, everything was separate. You had your CD player. Like, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is the concept of the iPhone or the iPad yeah. is not, is not original to apple like you, you can go way back yeah, to the 60s i mean watch like 2001 space odyssey like they well, have ipads holog- but they I didn't mean, they didn't call them then holograms like, vr right. all that stuff like why yeah, like is conceptually, it why is it taking so slow to do something you would think a, a company like apple with billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars they can't even get a product out well that's because i think you're 
trivializing the complexity of the technology. It is well, no, I I know it's very complicated, but I was like, is that is that a, a lack of just because it's like, oh, it's a lack in uh, a lax environment, or uh, I think it has. If I had to pick something, I think it has to do with the pyramids. So. Could we build a pyramid today the same way they were built back then? I think we could. Could we do it in the same amount of time? No. Because to build those pyramids, there probably had to be a lot of exploitation. A lot of people probably were abused. A lot of people were forced to work. And a lot of people died. So That's my it's point. That, right. And so it's like in order that brutalistic to, yeah. approach yeah. to generate quick is, is not... I think we're at a point where we're like, no, that's not worth it. I think it's better to innovate. No, but I think what you're going to see from a lot of these tech companies is they, they need something. Like, they cannot continue to increase these profits unless I, that's, something revolutionary happens. And in order to get that, there's going to be on a certain time crunch. And in order to revolutionize on a time crunch, someone has to suffer and it's those employees. That's where I, my whole point is. I get, yeah. And my counter to that, like you're, that's a very, like, like that, that arc makes perfect sense. Yeah. My counter is we, we abandoned, we have abandoned that arc. Yeah. There is a growing sentiment mm-hmm. that the, that's like, I mean, this is pretty much like the anti capitalist mindset is yeah. chasing profits is not the way because it's yeah. impossible. You can't constantly create profit. So I think we're entering the era of ignoring that and being like, okay, well, we're going to get to a profitable state and we're going to sit there and live there comfortably. I don't think you can't. Well, well, legally you can't. They need to change the law because I think in the law. Right. In the public, you have to show whatever. But that's where it's like companies can always go. Because shareholders can just veto your decision because. Right. No, yeah. I've, I've seen it happen. Yeah. I've seen it happen in my previous companies where we had like investment share or activist shareholders yeah. try to take over the board. No, I've seen it and it, it, it won't work, I think, because there is... There's going to have to be a collapse of something for, for what you're saying to happen. It's in, already happening. No, no, but I'm talking about in, in order for laws to change to be able to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, that, that I don't know, but yeah. like an Apple, Google, Facebook, probably too far gone. But in the future, other companies, up and coming companies that are kind of thinking about it correctly, they just maybe they won't IPO. Maybe they Keep don't go private public. is the only and yeah. Again, stay back private, to, back to Elon. stay in control, stay. I'm telling you, you don't like him. He's on to something. Twitter is what is, what is he on to? <laughs> His companies are public. No, not Twitter. Not Twitter. I mean, Look, he, he's gonna make I, I don't understand how somebody can look at what Elon did with Twitter and be like, oh, genius. Like, the man played himself. One he literally yeah, memed that, himself. That was so he dumb. memed himself into yeah, overpaying. Was... For, like, he walked into a fucking Walmart and said, that I'm going to was... give you guys all the money in my bank account. That was hilarious. For that, that Snickers. Okay, that, he memed himself. He fucked up. But now he has to try to make something out of it. And it's been actually fascinating to watch because we just talked about social media companies not being profitable. Mm-hmm. 
and he's he's trying everything to make this profitable and right. if there's one person i think that could potentially have a chance it's him and i'm having a good time the algorithm for the for you page at least for me has been incredible i've actually not even gone to my following tab i'm mostly on the for you tab like it's just giving me great content you know I'm like, and you're spending money on it not no i'm not but i'm saying <laughs> okay so no, 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 how is he I'm making saying, money? At least he's he's making efforts in terms of i think what i don't know what he wants to do he wants to make it a video platform too like he has all his ambitions he's got them all social media is not a prof- profitable business and right. i'm no, just right. curious it's to not see how, like how and that, that's into profitability that's my point like yeah. elon is literally the idiot in the room yeah. that truly believes that you know he can make a difference like yeah. it's like he's just gonna sit there and he's just gonna be like <laughs> you know it's like when i watch a football game right i'm like you know what why would you do that nah fuck this i can do this i can coach a team this no football. it's like yeah the people are like i the, the field goal kicker missed a 10 yard field goal yeah they've done like, so oh. many videos of sportcasters they just bring random people they they like show their tweet you tweeted this right and he's like yeah yeah all right, show me. <laughs> They're terrible at kicking the field goal. Right. And that's like, he is that. Like, Elon thinks that these companies just, they've been sitting there playing ping pong and drinking beer. No one's done the hard work. No one's done the hard work. No one's done the hard he work. He cut the fat yeah, out. No one's, he said he cut no the fat one. out. Yeah, he cut the fat out. He really did. <laughs> hey, I'm curious. To, I'm rooting for him. I want Twitter to work. I really do. I want to I, see a social media company be profitable so that social media can continue. <laughs> be profitable. I mean, it can be profitable. He just needs to strip it all back down. Yeah. But yeah. it's, yeah, he is such a jackass. Because I think that's going to be the only He's one so left. Because Facebook, I don't know how many more years. Like, who's going to get a VR headset? No one. Not for Meta. VR is pretty cool in its own. Yeah, yeah. But even that, that's a very small niche market. No one... I mean, if they make, if they make it accessible and revolutionary, it'd be chill, but... It has to be glasses. Like, right. It has I to wear. be very, very Just accessible. Glasses. Very wearable. Yeah. Yeah, it can't be bulky. It can't It has to be a v, VR, AR thing. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it does. We don't have time for this, but what if we get to a point with the VR, AR glasses where... Someone like me who's blind, all I have to do is buy that one pair because it automatically. No, I mean, that and would then, be a very, yeah, it could be but very. I don't doable. think that would happen because that would eliminate the optometrist. The optometrist? No, well, I, would, I, I don't know. There's like two different kinds. Yeah, the regular eye doctors because you wouldn't ever have to go to them anymore. Potentially, yeah. For glasses, and that's just. Or contacts. Kind of the progress of time in life. Yeah, but I don't think that would, I don't think they would allow that lobbying. I wonder no, if that it would work. I wonder if that's why we haven't seen that. Mm, maybe it's also very complicated. Google Glasses have been around and or tried to be around. They just didn't work. Yeah, we don't have the screen technology yet. It's still too hard. Like <sighs> even like that, like yeah. VR headsets have a very small sweet spot, mm-hmm. and it's just it's not that. I would, uh, dude. I can't wait because I I would love to just be able to see something, but like get some information. Like oh, this is this, this is that. You know. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that, that's that, that is super cool. And control it with your brain too. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, no. <laughs> Sorry. We're going We're dark places. We're going dark places. No, there's <laughs> Chips some good in your stuff brain. 
That's Elon's doing that too. <laughs> Elon, Elon's a dumbass. God, we got a whole episode on Elon. <laughs> I just don't understand why people, like, the fact that people look up to him is what's so disheartening because he no, is I think, just okay, truly this an is, idiot. This is why. And I'll tell you why they look up to him. The main reason is because he's not, he's shown it time again, he's not afraid to say when he's wrong. And that's the, like, that's at the foundation level, that's why. Because he always... Just because he, he, he's not afraid to say when he's wrong? Yes. Like, he'll go back and be like, I was wrong. And you don't see a lot of people do that in general. And you don't see a lot of people from high up companies do that. He, they do that all the time. That's where I'm like, personal, I don't, like maybe like privately, all the time privately. But I'm I'm saying this is why he has well because to, publicly because they don't also make grandiose statements publicly. Yeah, but that's like, why people like him because he's able to say all these things, and then when he's wrong, he's wrong. No, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that creates so a, as long as create, I say as, as long as I say trust, I'm wrong, that creates a level yeah. of trust. But he's been right more than he's been. No, I don't know. He's been wrong a well, lot. But think of it that way. Have, yeah, his rights have been more impactful than his wrong. Okay, so you you, you have a friend, and yeah. this friend always always lets you know when they when they're wrong and they yeah. admit it and they fuck up a lot. I can respect that because that shows me that you're yeah, trying. Yeah. Right now, are you going to really call in on that friend when you need something done that you know that's just like you're like I need this done reliably. And that one person that's always wrong and apologizing for it, it's like I'm not reliable because it depends on what I'm asking. If it's something that's, that's never been saying. done before, then yes, I would go to him because I know he would he would have an open mind and would try everything. But if and it, only him, huh? What about what about someone qualified to do it? Well, no, qualified meaning that there's a there's a way to do it, right? So like if I'm if I'm calling someone to change a tire, there's a way to change a tire. I would call the right. most qualified. Now if I'm right. calling someone to invent a new tire. I would call Elon because I'm not right. saying he would know how to do it. I'm saying he would have well, the motivation. He would hire. Uh, yeah. And, he's and that's what Elon's. And, and so the perception I have of Elon is that he's the person that's claiming that he knows how to change a tire. And every time he shows up to change a tire, he fucks it up. But he apologizes oh, and says, I'm sorry. The way I look at him is he's just doesn't give a fuck what the thing is, whatever he's passionate about. And he'll hire whoever he needs to fire, whoever he needs to, to try to get to this. I look at it as like he's trying to invent. Yeah. Not right the, and yeah. so like and that that churn right there mm-hmm. is is toxic as fuck yeah and we need because you're basically exploiting people yeah and that's how we got the railroads and, right exactly and and we've agreed we're not going back there like we've all agreed as a society that we're not <laughs> doing that again yeah and we are going to collectively invent and we're going to collectively move but forward if we, we all don't did, need then we wouldn't we don't need idea man because of the child labor to get the batteries no, right, and we shouldn't. Like that's that's, that's a very real thing even, that we need to be like. We're not even we close to a, collect because yeah. Right, we need to slow down, bring it back down, mm-hmm. and everybody needs to. have I mean, some I hope you're of, right, but I'm think I'm thinking we're going the opposite. I'm thinking there hasn't been a revolutionary technology in so long that a lot of these companies are going to feel a lot of pressure from a lot of shareholders to create something, mm-hmm. and we're going to go a little bit back. I mean, and maybe they'll go private. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of private companies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm also God, you very much like anti-capitalist. So. Oh, I am too. How? Huh? Like Elon. 
I like I like Elon because he's yeah he's revolutionizing things and that and in this current climate that's the only way to do it. I'm not saying it's the right revolutionary. I'm not saying it's just the only way. No, there's other ways. Not in the time frame that we need to get things done. No, that time is an illusion. Yeah, it's gonna take. That's what I'm saying. In this current climate, what the time, like, you know, he's about to launch uh, start next month. Start. Yeah, I hope I hope he goes. I hope he gets on that fucking no, no, rocket and goes to Mars. Saying, I hope he goes. No, I'm saying they're about you to should... test the, for the first no, time the double yeah. stack. That's incredible. There's never it's been anything. It's super cool. I love it. Yeah. I love it. FSD is moving on. Like I said, you should watch some of those videos. It's insane. Uh, Everybody I know in the beta hates it. <laughs> oh, they all hate. They all regret <laughs> buying their Teslas and hate it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't get a Tesla just yet. I like my, my you See, you, it's like you hype them up and then you're like, I wouldn't fucking buy his well, shit. Well, because it's too expensive for me. I'm exactly. Yeah. It's No, exactly. That's a problem. Barrier of entry, too no, high. No, but that's Quality, also my fault because... No. No, no, no. Because there's a lot of people who can afford it. It's just that I'm not one of those. They can afford it, try to afford it. I don't know. Well, I mean, whatever. Actually, that's a different that's a conversation. conversation. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole conversation. <laughs> Uh, all right, and also was, back to the beginning clout clout i brought it all together appreciate you yeah. coming on there. yeah man that's a good one